everyone. It's JC, the You Made Me podcast. We're at episode 13. Today we're doing part two of the battle for our minds. And I just, I just have to tell you right from the start, this one is not just a bunch of words for me. This one has been extremely personal for me the last few weeks. In fact, you may have noticed it's been two weeks since I've um, uploaded a podcast and there's a reason for that. I'll probably go into it a little bit, but it's been brutal. I, I think Satan was listening to my last podcast and said, oh, you think you know about the battle of the mind? Let me show you. <laughs> and I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll, I'll outline it more, but whew, I'm coming at you today with a fresh perspective with eyes wide open about just how serious that this can get this battle for our minds. Um, I was reading one of my favorite Christian authors is John Eldridge. And in his tiny little book, Epic, he was talking a little bit about the reality of Satan. And it made me think about what we talked about last time about, um, just sometimes being so casual and on our approach where we're, it's like we're in flip-flops and we're just not taking it serious, not taking the enemy serious. And, and he was writing about that a little bit about how, um, he, he's real He's around us and sometimes we miss it and sometimes we live like he's not even there. Um, but listen to, to this is, this is what he says in Epic. He says, you know, I'm staggered by the level of naivete that most people live with regarding evil. They don't take it seriously. They don't live as though their story has a villain, not the devil prancing around in red tights, carrying a pitchfork, but the incarnation of the very worst of every enemy you've met in every other story. And then he says, what's it going to take for us? Get, sorry, what is it going to take for us to take evil seriously, to take the enemy seriously, like we talked about last time, to really be armed and, and be aware <clears throat> that every day he's waiting for just one little chink and one little uh, moment of weakness and he's, he's coming for us. But, and again, it's really what has happened in my life the past two weeks. I just, I just felt like he was like mocking me. Like, you really think you understand this? Let me show you. And, and, and boy, it ramped up. Um, what I want to do first, before we get too personal, here's where, um, my study has led me as I've continued to look specifically at the helmet of salvation. We talked about a lot of verses. We read a lot of, of scriptures, references, just trying to wash our minds in those truths and get them to cover our head like a helmet so that, that we're just living in that place and meditating and, and our mind is filled with those truths and those words instead of um, Satan's arrows of doubt um, and faith and fear. Um, but as I, as I reviewed kind of what we talked about last time, I think sometimes we need to go even to another layer, even deeper. For me, I, I, what I want to do is, is the practice of not just throwing a bunch of scriptures out there as good as it always is to read his word, as good as it always is to um, ponder truths from the scriptures. What I want to do today is make sure that to clothe our minds in Christ, like we talked about, what we're doing with all those verses and, and all that, that, um, that we're taking in is we're mining the gold out of it. We're taking um, definitive truths out of it that we can layer to create our identity in Christ. Let me let me show you what I mean. 
I've just been kind of forming categories and these aren't all of them. There were just a few to kind of get the ball started, get the ball rolling. For instance, so, so who am I in Christ? As I'm reading all these scriptures, I'm trying to put on Christ like a helmet, trying to understand my identity in him. What are the, the truths that are coming out of scripture that I can stand on like a foundation that can cover my head like thick metal? One, for instance, is the simple truth that we are known. He knows us. And you'll find verse after verse. I'm Jeremiah 1. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. There's some in, uh, some verses in Psalm 139 that talks about it doesn't matter where you go. He's there. He sees. He's there. He knows you. He knows your name. He knows where you are. Um, things. Do you see how taking the truths out of the scriptures and, and letting it become a belief system? Uh, I am known. Yes, there's a billion people on this planet, but somehow, some way, he is almighty God and he knows me personally. A second one would be, I am loved in Christ. That's a huge, huge, huge part of my identity in him. I'm loved. I'm treasured. I'm cherished. Um, so much in the writings of John on the beautiful love of Christ. All through his epistles. Um, John 15, he says, Christ says to his disciples, as the Father has loved me, so have I, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. Like he just drapes us in his love. We can forget about it. Um, but over and over, the scriptures sing out that love. How about um, the idea that we're forgiven? When we come to him, oh, that's a hard one sometimes to put on as a helmet, isn't it? Because we're still full of self-condemnation. We're still like, how could he forgive me for that? How could, you know, um, but the scriptures are very clear. Romans eight, there is now no condemnation to them, which are in Christ Jesus. He forgives. Um, John three seventeen. God sent not his son into the world to condemn that the, through him, the world would be saved, that we would be saved by his forgiveness, his healing. Um, do you see how all of these truths begin to form that identity in Christ? I'm known, I'm loved, I'm forgiven. Another one is I'm empowered. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. I am given the grace, the power, the strength to be who I need to be, to be able to rise up in this battle for my mind. I'm protected. We read scriptures in the last episode about how he fights our battles. He protects us, which we may talk a bit um, more about in a minute, but he cares for us. He, he's, he knows our needs. He uh, just as he could with the loaves and the fishes meet the people's need for food, right? When it was, it was made apparent. He can meet all of our needs. Um, he makes us strong in our weakness. Second Corinthians 12 we're never alone. Do you see how mining the gold out of these um, verses, not just reading random verses, but digging into these verses and con constructing a helmet that's made for our, from our identity in him, of who we are in him. I'm known, I'm loved, I'm forgiven, I'm empowered, I'm protected, I'm strong, never alone. And you could go on and on in your own personal study. I just noticed in the last episode, yes, we began with um, those beautiful words of scripture forming our helmet, but I wanted to make sure we're getting very, very specific as we move forward in this battle, um, that those truths 
are the things covering our head, not just words out of scripture, but truths about who we are in Christ, very specific, personal truths. Um, the hard thing is the things that really in the end holds that helmet in place is our faith. The words have been said to us. I mean, there's, there's pages and pages and pages and pages of scripture reassuring us of who we are in him. We have to choose to believe those words and put them on our head, wrap them around our mind. It takes our faith. It takes our ability to embrace those truths, to grasp the depth of them and, and really ponder them and make them real, hold them so tightly to our heart that they begin to feel real, not just words that we begin to sense his love, sense his his knowing of us, how personally he knows us in just the little answers and moments that we have with him during the day. We can feel that forgiveness flooding our hearts. We feel the care and the protection as we see how he works our circumstances. So the helmet is constructed day after day as we interact with Christ, we put on him, we begin to draw closer to him and through his interaction with us as our savior and redeemer, the helmet just becomes stronger and stronger. So yes, important process. That's how it works. That's how we begin to apply. I mean, there's many other ways too, right? That I'm sure we could do a 10 series on the helmet of salvation. But for me, that was a good place to start. And so as I was pondering this, um, and just thinking about how really, um, getting to a place where the helmet isn't just um, held in place by my faith. It's held in place by my love for him. And, and that especially, um, boy, it especially showed up this week. I'm going to get emotional and I'm going to really, really try hard not to, but it's been a tender week for me. Like I said, I think the adversary just went, um, you know, let's see what you're made of. And he came at me. It felt like with all the force he could, I've just never felt it. Um, hit me that hard. It almost was like it just blasted the helmet off my head. Some circumstances be take too long to explain it all, but it just knocked me out with such force that the helmet just went spinning. And I just felt like I was laying on my back, just reeling, um, from some circumstances that really threatened everything that I had fought so hard to wrap around my head, the circumstances that really made it look like I had been forsaken and abandoned, looked very much like he wasn't there and that some promises he had made me just evaporated. Um, it was pretty brutal. And, and like I said, I, I didn't come up for air for a few days. It was just so, um, difficult to process all the emotions that were coming with the circumstances that were swirling around me and how the enemy just seemed to just scream at me. You can't trust him and to try to fill me with doubt. And like I said, that helmet, I was so <laughs> naively talking about last, last episode was challenged in a very real way. And so as I really, again, it's taken me two weeks to even record this. But as I've taken the time to process it, um, the first thing that helped the most as all these circumstances began to unfold, things that he could have changed, he could have stopped, that I'd asked him for and that didn't happen. And, um, 
again, my love for him, because, you know, I'm almost 50. I've been on around the block with him a few times. I've seen him work miracles in my life and I adore him. He has brought me so far and he has healed me of so many things and changed my heart about so many things that I really have just grown such a love for him so that when these circumstances hit, um, I kind of had to go back to those feelings and cling to that as my helmet for that week. The fact that, like we talked about in an earlier podcast this season, how things looked were not necessarily how they were. Even though I could say that in a podcast and talk about it and teach it and then life hits you and it takes your breath away and the very, excuse me, the very real emotions of being human um, washed over me with great force. And again, the adversary was right there mocking me saying, see, it's all a dream. You're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. He's not there. I mean, I know in my head those things aren't true, but boy, when circumstances align to make it look like you're abandoned, it can be really difficult. So again, relying on my love um, for him and my trust that I just have to remember I'm a child. I cannot understand sometimes what he's doing. That was a beginning for me to at least um, pull myself up off my back, stand up on my feet, grab the helmet, excuse me, set it back on my head and go, all right, show me how to make this helmet stay. Because right now it was just feeling very precarious. (laughs) Like um, you could read me scripture after scripture, but the circumstances had come with such force that they seemed to be screaming more loudly in my head than the truths of scripture. Does that make sense? You know, sometimes when life seems to have the evidence that supports the enemy's voice, not God's, you know, life's circumstances in the moment seem to reinforce everything Satan's trying to get you to believe. And what I have found that really, really got me through the last really couple of difficult weeks were was absolutely everything we talked about in terms of wrapping truth around my mind, going to the scriptures and, and not um, abandoning him, but trusting that somehow he could help me understand it all. But what finally dawned on me, just like this light bulb moment was, um, I was desperate for not just some scriptures that say I'm known or I'm loved or not just generic um, black and white words on a page. I was desperate for personal revelation to my heart for very specific um, counsel from him and, and help to know how to fight back and how to uh, find peace again and, and stand up on my feet again, um, empowered in him. And so what happened was, sorry, excuse me. I don't even have any tissues nearby. I'm in trouble. I, uh, as I began to really just ponder and take a lot of time to seek him, very, very specific truths were impressed upon my mind. And if I outlined them, they wouldn't make any sense to you because you don't know the circumstances. And 
But I mean, my journal, I've written, (laughs) it was like six pages in two days, just because those truths were a way to shift my thinking. It was JC, look at it this way. Look at it this way. This is not what appears. It's this just, just very, very personal, specific revelation that calmed my heart in a way that I just can't even explain the peace that washed over me as he draped my head in that helmet again by showing me how to defend myself from that kind of attack. Um, I'm not, I'm not really uh, <laughs> articulating this very well. I hope you'll bear with me. Like I said, it's been a rough week. I was debating even recording this because I still am trying to um, get myself together. (laughs) Um, But, you know, don't you always get to the point after kind of a brutal couple of weeks or days or whatever. And now that the, the revelation has come and my mind has had a chance to settle in and breathe a little bit and calm down. I'm always so grateful because it's beginning to show me even as brutal as life can get, he can still show us how to get back on our feet. If we will reach out, even in the moments like a a couple episodes ago where he seems like he's asleep, he seems like I, I ran to him with desperation, just like we talked about, like I ran and started shaking him like I'm sure the disciples on that boat did when my ship was going down. And he was there. Um, maybe sometimes I think too. It's funny. Guys, I, I, I listened back over that podcast that I just recorded last time. And, and listened to myself talk about this is a battle. This isn't casual. It's a battle. You need to have your armor on every day. Like he's coming for us every day. And I was listening to myself talk about that. And I believed every word I said. <laughs> but then the force of it, it's like uh, every word of that was just brought to <laughs> brought to bear on my life. Like it's like I said it and then life happened and I went, oh, yeah, yeah, it's the fierceness of the bo- a battle ramped up to a level that I just, <laughs> I just haven't experienced in years. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the timing of this podcast and the reason that I'm I'm doing this subject right now is because the Lord knew what was going to unfold in my life right now and knew that I needed it more than anyone who would ever listen to this. <laughs> Can I just say again? This is a very real battle for our minds. If you are resonating with this, um, let me recommend, I think I've mentioned it in other podcasts. I'm not sure if I have in this season. I know I have in season one. If you're resonating with the battle for your mind and the craziness that this can get um, as we're trying to fight this, the book, um, author Jenny Allen, Get Out of Your Head, Stopping the Spiral of Toxic Thoughts. Go get that book. It's an Amazon bestseller. Like, go get it. I bought it for all my girls, my daughters-in-law, and we've been talking a lot about it. But in terms of fighting this battle, Jenny really makes no mistake in the book. She talks the same way about, like, this is a war. This is an all-out war, and we've got to be prepared. 
And I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed with a fresh awareness of that this week. In fact, I'm looking at the, the timer on my <laughs> recording software and I'm already at 20 minutes and I'm sitting here thinking, what did I even just say? <laughs> you know, I'm just going to leave this out there in, in the universe today. I, I'm not sure that I did much more than ramble today, but I had to share my heart. Maybe even just to let others know you're not alone. If the battle is fierce in your mind right now, and if the enemy feels like he's just hacking away, and you are listening to these odd the podcasts about a helmet, and you're thinking, what helmet? I can't seem to defend the blows. I can't. Um, all I can say is, Christ does save. It's the helmet of salvation. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5.8, Paul says to put on as a helmet. So, no, I didn't say that right. I wrote this down. Where is it? For a helmet, the hope of salvation. If all you can do right now is, is put all your hope in him, maybe the salvation has not come. Maybe your mind still feels like a brutal battleground of blood and carnage. You know, maybe it just still feels so broken and so messed up. I mean, I've been there too. And this week felt like that. I got wounded this week. The battle intensified, but you know what? I'm back on my feet. I'm closer than ever to my savior. He came for me. He helped me fight that battle. And I have a fresh awareness of how um, serious this is, but also that the victory can come through him. Not just as we use truth to know that we are known, that we are loved, that we'll be protected, that we'll be empowered, but so that we seek him for a personalized version of that truth that will speak directly into our circumstances so that we will know exactly how to fight that battle in our minds. He will speak truths that will bring peace. Like I said, these circumstances really were as tough as anything I've, I've faced mentally in years. But he had truth to speak that really did diffuse the pain of those things. So just know you're not alone. Know that you have a Savior. Reach for him. Run for him. He will help protect and guard your mind if you will only reach for him. Thanks for joining me today.